Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Minutes with Mew presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board, which is a very exciting week because Boston College came off a W 21-20, to coming back 14 seconds left, a big pass from Emmett Moorhead uh, to Joe Griffin Jr., freshman, and uh, BC, touchdown, 14 seconds left, extra point, 21-20, that's the final. BC approves to 3-7. and seven. Uh, With that, we're going to be joined by Scott Mugin. You know him from Learfield, BC, IMG, sideline reporter, uh, former QB for the Eagles as well. Before we get to Scott, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you got to be a part of the Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Big couple games, the Gridiron events, Notre Dame, they'll have events on the road. They also have events at home. It's a big-time organization. you got to be a part of it. That's bcfootballgridiron.com. Okay, with that now, we bring in Scott Mutra. And, Scott, first of all, really good to talk to you after a W. Yeah, the conversations are always better after a win than they are after a loss, that's for sure. No doubt about it. 21-20, to 20, BC pulls it off. I kind of recapped it uh, down there earlier, but just give us your 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 feelings on overall big picture observation from the game uh, as the BC approves with the W. Yeah, well, it didn't start out ideal for the Eagles. Uh, ideally, they you know given up touchdowns in the first two drives. Uh, didn't look like North Carolina State was going to get much resistance. BC offense was struggling you know, first couple series of three and outs, and then they're able to get a touchdown in their third series. Another Zay Flowers touchdown seems like every week he's getting at least one. Um, you know, that kind of stemmed the tide a little bit there. And then you're 14-7 for a little while. Then it gets, you know, the Eagles do a really good job of settling in defensively after giving up a lot of yards. I think in the second half they only gave up 67 yards in offense. Um, definitely rattled. Um, and Jim Morris, the quarterback for freshman quarterback for NC State a little bit. Um NC State has been a big turnover team all year, and you know they turned the football over four times, three fumbles and, a, and an interception. So um, it's tough for any team to win uh, when you turn the ball over that much. And uh, and then the Eagles just did a really good job of putting a lot of pressure, spreading down the running game, making some adjustments, um, and really just stopping North Carolina State in their tracks. And the offense, you know, to their credit, they um, <laughs> they did what they had to do. They were, you know, getting a couple nice drives in there, and uh, then they just battled. They didn't capitalize on a lot, you know, a couple of the turnovers, but, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't really screw up, for lack of a better term, and then they just they just basically hung around enough and then get the ball back and then came together with one last drive where they made a bunch of big plays. Um, you know, Dino Tomlin with a huge catch on the sideline to really ignite the drive on the, the you know, look like a throwaway from um, Emmett Moorhead. And then George Takis in a big third down to get them just inside the red zone. And then Griff, Joe Griffin gets a PI called on him on fourth down. And then the touchdown uh, catch right after. It was, 
it was great. It was good to see BC catch some breaks. I think if you look at the numbers all year, they had been missing that one big break and capitalizing on that. So uh, it was good to see that. Uh, to capitalize on the road and end a 16-game home winning streak and a you know significant losing streak for BC versus ranked opponents. Yeah, first win since USC at home. Uh, they beat them, top 25 win. That was in 2014. All right, Scott, big picture-wise, I'd like, like to take advantage of your access on the sideline. Let us fans know, just emotionally, what was it like as those last seconds ticked away and they celebrated on the field, and what was Coach Halfley like post-game? Uh, very happy. I think the one cool thing is that, you know, every year you get a chance, uh, you'll see the coaches bring their wives on the trip, and this is the wives' trip. So, oh, okay. Uh, it was good for him, you know, his wife was down there to, to spend that, you know, time together and you know, celebrate that win. I think, obviously, with the players, it's very important. But uh, to do that as well, I think, was pretty special because, uh, you know, he, and she sacrificed a lot for him. And uh, to be able to have that moment was, was great for, for him. So uh, that was good. And, but just to see the emotion, it was real. The sideline was very, very amped up for that. They were, uh, once they got the lead in there, I, I think it was uh, – it was awesome to see they worked so hard and just waiting to, you know, just waiting to get a break and just something to pop their way and for that to happen <clears throat> as it did um, in such dramatic fashion and just and also in a way in which they kind of just hardened themselves and just kind of said enough's enough and uh, you know put a foot down in the ground. I think that was uh, it was great. They're very excited. The planes are very excited. Um, it, was, it was good to see. You know, it's good to see all their hard work pay off. And I think, too, it's good for younger p- kids who made the trip on the road, too, to see what it's like to win on the road, and that it can be done, and, you know, that BC deserves to get Ws. I, I think that's a big confidence builder as well, just as much as it was you know, get the W, but just for the future, too, you know, just that, that winning mindset, Scott. Yeah, I think the, the winning mindset matters. The, also, the continuing to work when things aren't going your way. Yep. And I think you've seen a lot about trusting the process and all that, and it's tough to trust the process when you're not getting results, but um, to get results after you continuously working and working uh, matters. That uh, that helps. It helps the, the the players to just know just when they think they've worked hard enough, there's more to do, so that, that's a good thing. Um, especially, as you mentioned, the young guys, I think that's really important to just see that you, it's not good enough just to show up. you got to uh, <laughs> you got to really you got to work harder, and you got to you got to stay in the fight, and you can't relent. And when things aren't going your way, you just got to keep pushing through it, and you can't you can't just give up because that's never going to solve anything. Yep. Yeah, and winning's important. You got to win. That's that's the that's what it comes down to. Um, okay, Emmett, go, go ahead, Scott, real quick. I said I said I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Ebbett Moorhead, 29 for 48, is a QB yourself. I always like to get your take. 330 yards, three TDs, two picks. I mean, are we seeing a guy whose confidence is getting uh, bigger and bigger each week as we progress? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Emmett got knocked around a lot. He took a lot of good shots in, in that game. He stood in there and made a couple of really nice throws. Um, you know, obviously everyone looks at the three touchdowns here, but Couple nice throws backed up where you know he stood in the pocket and took a shot. Um, you know they were they were coming from different angles. North Carolina State brought a lot of heat. Um, I think uh, I, I really think uh, BC you know definitely got NC State tired there at the end, especially the end. Of the North Carolina State pass rush was definitely gassed by the end of that game. You could see it. 
How many cramps too down the stretch? Yeah, there were there were a lot. There were a lot of guys going down at the end, and you know, there, there was a lot of talk during the game, so there was uh, some chirpiness going on. But uh, that's all part of the game. But I thought Emmett did a good job uh, of getting you know guys the football in, in big moments. Um, you know, the, the one thing you look at, and, and the way in which it offense is now, is that it's just not going to be a seventy percent completion. But when you, especially the way North Carolina State was playing, with all the pressures and everything that they were doing, BC was not just you know going to take underneath stuff. They were looking to get big chunks, and when you're looking for big chunks, those become a low percentage throws. So you're gonna, you may miss, you know, four, but you're going to hit on the fifth one, and but that fifth one's going to be a big one. And I think he hit on the big ones earlier in the game when that, that pass rush was coming. Um, I think later in the game he made some big throws. Even that two-minute drive, there were like a couple of completions and a big throw, a couple of completions and a big throw. So um, to his credit, you know, he stayed in the fight. But it's just like the rest of the team, just to be honest. He just stayed in the fight. He battled and he, he took some hits. He made some throws. He had, you know, I think his first interception at the end of the first half was, was pass interference. And you see Gino Thomas getting held as he comes out of the break. Um, that wasn't called. Um, second one, you know, obviously ill-advised in that, especially in that territory. You don't want to be um, turning the football in the, over in the red zone. But uh, you know, to show that to show that he is mentally strong enough to to be able to um, to pull it together for one last drive and to go 75 yards um, in that time period and get it done on the road against a very very good defense, a defense that. You know, look at the game. BC had 330 yards of total offense, and they had 329 yards passing. So they had negative one yard rushing. So you're, you won a game that you're not able to run the football at all. Um, so it was, you know, the passing game show for you to be able to win. So um, to be able to do that, I think, is, is extraordinary, especially in your second career start. Yeah, you know, I was traveling, so I, I, I'm serious. I, for some reason, I wanted to hear you guys, but I could only get the NC State uh, broadcast, and you could see their perspective, had their confidence in growing with him, that their respect for Moorhead, you could see it kind of as the game developed. It, it was interesting to see how they talked about him, um, you know, compared to their new QB as well, the NC State side. So I, I do think some respect is building across the ACC. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you want uh, on many levels, but uh, it's it's interesting to see um, the development, um, how they handle adversity. I always love to see young quarterbacks how they how they deal with the two minute drill because the two minute drill is pretty unscripted. It's pretty chaotic. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of teams run pace now um, versus back in back in the day, but um, when you got when you're running down at the end of the half at the end of the game and you need to score. Um, it's very chaotic. You're moving at a fast pace. The defense is giving a ton of looks. I always like to see how the QBs handle that. I think it gives you a good um, gauge as to, you know, what you got. Right? If they're flummoxed, then they're just kind of, you know, panicking and moving guys around and throwing the ball everywhere and not really, you know, focused or not really cool. Um, 
that throws up some warning signs. But if they even if they throw a couple incompletions and maybe it doesn't look great, but they come back and they stick a throw on third or fourth down to get a first down, um, I like that. I, I think that's that's what it's all about. I think I like that. You know, swagger, bravado. When guys are out there uh, running that drill and they run it well, I think to me that is. Um, that is uh, that is a sign that you have a pretty good quarterback. Um, how they handle that situation. Yeah, it shows your your backyard skills back in the day for sure. Um, Scott, so here's the question: Everyone's asking me now, and as a QB yourself, I know BC's not going to say much, but a healthy Phil Jakovic or Emmett Moorhead, who's going to start versus Notre Dame this Saturday? And keep in mind, Phil, a transfer from Notre Dame, obviously wants to have a big game, so a lot a lot in play here mentally. Who's going to start for BC? Do you think? Yeah, QB. Um, that's a good question. I, I think you know Phil's not healthy yet. Um, I saw he was on the sidelines. So you want to talk about you know doing a great job being a leader in you know in that game. He was cheering the guys on. It was really great to see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just you got to see if Phil's healthy. It's you know no one tends to lose a job to a uh, to an injury, but it all depends on the health of Phil and if he's able to go. But, um, but do you think a healthy? Do you think? Much, right? Do you think a healthy Phil would start over Emmett? They say he is healthy. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's tough to think he wouldn't. Yeah, and Emmett's shown, but I, I just don't know if Phil's healthy. So I, I, it might even be a moot point at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one more question about the, the NC State. Then we'll quickly go to Notre Dame. You know, you you mentioned the rushing game. Um, you know, BC escaped with the W here, but you, you can't keep going this way i mean what what's going on the rushing game uh why can't they run the ball and wh- wh- where do we go from here because you, you know as you know you can't get one-dimensional offense forever it's not going to work <laughs> no it doesn't that does not work at all um i think for for bc it's just you gotta understand that they struggled to, to run the football they were really struggling getting to the second level of the of the defense North Carolina State, meaning getting to the linebackers, their front three did a really good job of eating up uh, the Boston College line, and because of that, their linebackers were able to fill pretty quickly and cause some issues in the run game, which just didn't allow any positive plays. That they still have to show some of the wanting to run the ball, because otherwise, you know, defenses won't even honor it. Um, but there were some, you know, they're like a block or two away from there from, from getting some things out the gate. Um, so there is hope, but just NC State's number one in the ACC is rush defense. You had a, a, you know, BC draft in the ACC in rushing. It's one of those things that your strength, uh, your biggest weakness was their biggest strength. It's only magnified in that situation. So, um, you know, BC does need to run the ball, football effectively. They do need to run the ball and, and at least be able to show show it. As I mentioned earlier, you can't do that. Um, teams will just gear up and give you a lot of different pressure looks, which puts more stress on the offensive line. Um, but I, I do think that there there are some opportunities there. Um, NC State's pretty you know pretty good up front. Like let's not let's not mistake that they're very good. Um, so that's just uh, I, I wouldn't read over too much into it. But uh, I, they, it is something that you know you want to get done. You want to be able to be two you know two dimensional and on offense. You just no one wants to just do one thing. Um, they'll definitely try to work on that. First, Notre Dame, you'll see, you'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I don't really even know what type of team Notre Dame is after the times I've seen them play. They've looked good. They've looked okay. They've looked bad. But uh, we'll see. We'll see when we get to South Bend. <laughs> 
Yeah, no question. Going the Russia game too. It's just you know it sets up the play action. There's so many variables. It's so so as you know, I'm not you know, I'm not breaking breaking news here. It's so important. And BC over the years have had that that rushing attack. I I, I it's, it's just so valuable. But um, go ahead. Without a doubt, I, I think that that the, the biggest uh, the, the biggest point is being able to. Um, to, to balance, you know, I think you said, run, run the football, and that leads to the play action. That's why you still have to show the running game. If people still have to respect it, um, then it's, uh, it matters. So. so, ND, always a fun atmosphere, 7-3. and three. Uh, They came off a tight game over Army. ND's been up and down, Notre Dame. So, it'll be interesting. Scott, did you ever play Notre Dame in your career? Your four years? So, we played... Uh, Played them at home in '94, my freshman year out there. '95, yep. '96, um, there '97, and home in '98. So that was the, those were a lot of classic years. Obviously, '94 was a big, big the Gordon field goal kick. Uh, just you're just that was, that was actually the year after the year after when they when BC opened up its new stadium, uh, the renovations to alumni. That was the it was the year after the Gordon kick. Oh, that's when your first year was okay. Gotcha. So, the, so a lot of play, but just talk about the rivalry. You know, it's obviously. It, I think they look at us as like a little brother type thing. Um, we think of them as the bigger brother. What's what's your take on BC ND? Uh, just a rivalry perspective over the years. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Notre Dame just for for many reasons. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. A lot of my friends. Um, you know, Irish Catholic. I mean, I'm a you know a Catholic kid from from Cleveland, so a lot of my friends are big Notre Dame fans. So you either grow up uh, you're friends with Notre Dame or, or excuse me, fans of Notre Dame, or you're not fans. Um, I, you know, kind of indifferent growing up. I, I wouldn't say that I was a huge fan. I was I was indifferent um, as I started to get recruited uh, to play. I became less of a fan. Um, just just certain people and certain things that went there as I played and played against them. I I think the mystique and the, the aura of them was a little bit overblown, and, and I thought that um, some of those guys, they, they talked about how, you know, the sterling reputations of them weren't exactly perfect. I would say that there was some, a lot of misconception when I played, and then there's just a certain amount of arrogance and ego that goes there that I've never really um, just did well with. But... Um, you know they they were successful against us when I was there, especially my last game. And you know that, but uh, it's just it's one of those rivalries. Is when Tom O'Brien hit that stretch where they beat them, you know, seven years in a row. It was a very you know joyous stretch for me to see uh, to see them lose and to, to get back brought down to earth. I'd like to see us, you know, obviously be a little more competitive than we have been in, in past couple of years. Because there's really nothing like beating them. Um, there's just uh, they always treat us like a little bit little brother and kind of demean and dismiss us. So it's, it's always nice to kind of be competitive against them and really, you know, give it to them when, when, when I think you can. Yeah. Bottom line, their last title was 1988. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. They get to good bowl games, but they can't really finish the deal. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's time though for us to BC to turn it around and get that winning streak back going. It's been too long the other way now um, for that. What's your gig, Scott? What's your game plan? How, how are you going to get out there? What's what, are you excited for the weekend? It's always a good trip. Um, yeah, it's um, we're going to you know it's an interesting place. I, I'm not sure where we're staying. I think we usually stay uh, outside of Notre Dame, 
so it's a little bit of a haul. I also think the place we're staying at has daylight savings, and Notre Dame doesn't have daylight savings, yeah, so it becomes yeah. a real clock switch sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it messes with your mind. Um, I know we went to a, to a pretty cool brewery right, uh, right by there that had some really good food uh, the last time we were there a couple years ago. So as long as we keep Pete Cronin away from the uh, tilapia, which caused some you know, gastrointestinal issues for him, uh, you know, many moons ago. Um, I think we're going to get a win uh, for us, <laughs> at least for there and on the play ride home. And last game, you know, last road game for the Eagles. So, um, you know, it's, we just try to get out of these road games surviving. 2.30 kick, so hopefully, <laughs> you know, you, you get out of the game and uh, you know, come out with a W. I build on the momentum of this uh, NC State win and be another be a road dog and, and come out again. I think BC three touchdown underdog in this game. So who knows? Maybe two in a row to get people talking. Yeah, as you were talking too quickly, what was the flight like home um, from Raleigh last week? It must have been really joyous, I assume. Oh, yeah. It was great. I think the funny thing is, um, in all my years doing this and in, in my years playing, it, um, you, you're excited in the locker room, right? You're pumped in the locker room. You're excited on the field. Actually, get excited in the locker room. You get excited on the buses, uh, depending on how long the bus ride is. Um, that adrenaline starts wearing off, and then by the time you get to the plane, you're you're pretty excited when you sit down, and probably two minutes in, you're asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the players they give so much. They're so tired. Adrenaline's gone. The soreness kicks in. They eat. You know, they eat, and then they just go to sleep. No matter what. I mean, it takes a special one to stay awake. Uh, during all that, I would say uh, everyone pretty pretty much falls asleep. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of a symbolism. You got to move on next week, right? You got to kind of just get going. What the, once that plane lands, gets back next next. ND's coming up quickly, so so well, Scott. Yeah, I mean everyone plays. I mean everyone, including the players, the coaches are definitely already watching film. Uh, <laughs> so they they aren't sleeping, but you know uh, the players definitely are. Well, Scott, we always appreciate you. You're always coming through for us. Um, and uh, minutes with Mute, Scott Mute, and this is fun. NC State win, Notre Dame week coming up. These are these are the good moments. So we we appreciate coming on. Absolutely, it's nothing better than coming on coming on after a win, as you said at the beginning. So it was great, to, uh, uh, great to come on and great to uh, to celebrate up. All right, Scott. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, after a W. Thank you. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.